and welcome back to MediaMD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And I'm John Wick, the secret third member of this episode. That was a little joke there, Elliot, <laughs> just to lighten Good. the proceedings a bit. Good one. Um, weird, weird atmosphere in here now. That it's the two of us and this weird, trained, mysterious killer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let, let's come back and talk about what I thought about John Wick, which you prescribed to me two weeks ago. Um, yep. So, this is a movie that's all about a guy who kills a bunch of people. So, he's, his wife dies at the start, and his wife posthumously gets him a dog in some kind of like, hey, when I die, send this guy a dog kind of deal. You know, the classic. Yeah, and I mean... Yeah? Like, uh, kind of a dick move in in some ways. Like, I mean, I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess no, she, right? like, she had a good read on him, so it was like, okay. <laughs> You're not but, allowed to grieve. Here, have this dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a risky play. Um... <laughs> Well, I guess they were married, so so you can assume. Yeah, so she, she probably she knew. knew. I actually get the sense that they weren't married for very long, though. Like I, I had that I impression know. as well. Like I, I don't know how supportive that is. Wait, because he he retired to marry her or whatever, and I I got the impression yeah, that actually only like lasted like three months ago or something. I, I got the impression it was a year or two, but either way, yeah. yeah. I was exaggerating, but yeah, I feel like it was about a year, and it's just like you're actually still basically a hitman. You've only known this girl for what, like. A year and a half, maybe two years. She can't know you well enough to, to just forego to to think that you'll just forego the grieving process if she gets you a dog. But she was right, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's just like the best at reading people. Yeah, well, um, I mean, that's why he fell for her so quick, I guess. Yeah, because she just knew him inside yeah. out. So yeah, she she posthumously buys him a dog, and he loves this dog, and he has it for a day, and then it gets killed by some people, and then he goes and finds the person who killed his dog and kills them killing a lot of people along the way right yep pretty much i said the word kill like five times in that sentence but i feel like that's appropriate for this movie yeah yeah i'd say that's fair so where do i start with this movie elliot um let's start by my by a, a comparison that i think will reveal my problem with this movie right okay john wick to me is like are you ready for it, Jackie Chan? And I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna explain it. So, I'm, I'm failing to see where the problem part is is coming. Okay, in. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll get to it. So John Wick is good with guns, but set in a pseudo realistic world where being good with guns is great. But you know, the the only reason John Wick wins fights, or the reason that he does win fights that he's so effective, is he's skilled and he's also got a lot of grit, right? Yeah. Like he will just keep going until he wins. Yeah. Yep. Which I would call similar to Jackie Chan. Obviously, Jackie Chan is not a fucking marksman. He's a hand-to-hand fighter. But the win, the reason Jackie Chan wins fights is because he has grit. He just keeps fighting. He picks up a ladder. He picks up a window. He smashes it on their face. Whatever, right? Yeah. But John Wick <laughs> isn't the fun version of that. John Wick is the version of that where he just kind of <laughs> does it. And it's not like... I don't feel like I ever really root for John Wick. Um... But they killed his dog. They killed his dog, and yes, that that makes me want him to win, but not that much. And and like he's obviously he's he's obviously the hero, right? Even though he's a hitman, he's a hero. There's a scene where um, he has to get into a place, and and there's a bouncer guarding the door, and he sneaks up to him, and he's like, you know, instead of just shooting the bouncer as he would do, he 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 says like, well, as he would do if he was a. Uh, more of an anti-hero he says you know maybe you should just take the night off tonight right because he doesn't want this person to die for ostensibly just standing in front of a door yeah um and so he's he's like a hero that we're meant to root for but 
it's weird because I just don't, I just don't feel like he's not going to win, you know? Like, I just feel like he's yeah. going to shoot all the things the whole time. And then there was only one scene where I thought, where I genuinely thought he wasn't going to win. And that's when he's tied up and I'm like, how is he going to get out of this one? And the way he gets out of it is, is his friend sniping some dudes and, and freeing him. Yeah. Um, other than that, I never really felt like he was in danger. And, and, and that is why I think the action scenes didn't land for me. But it's interesting because I, I came out of this movie not liking it that much, right? I, I watched it like, you know, right after we recorded it a few weeks ago. I looked on Netflix and it was there and I was like, all right, let's watch it right now. And I came out of it being like, oh, whatever, you know, I'll probably pan this when we meet again in a few weeks. But the more I've thought about it, the more I've liked it. And it's so weird that it's grown on me in this way. And I think the reason it's grown on me is the weird assassin subculture that exists in this movie is so fascinating to me. Yeah, I, I brought up the world building. Um, you, but what, you didn't do it justice, Elliot. Two weeks ago. Well, I, I, think, I think the reason the world building works is the subtle, under underdone way that, that they do it. And so that's kind of why yeah. I didn't want to bring it up too much because I think its strength is just in how under oh, how out of un, out of focus it is. it is yeah yeah I, I i think i agree with that but i mean it worked for me because of that you know like yeah like the every character in this movie was so engaging to me except john wick the the kid the, the main kid that he wants to kill and the kid's dad right but then around those three are all these side characters which are so engaging to watch like there's the lawyer the dad's lawyer who is played by um uh, oh, um, uh, Dennis Duffy. Yeah, Dennis Rock. Duffy. I don't uh, know what else Dirty he Rock. is. But that's <laughs> what he'll always be pictured as. And he's this lawyer who's like, who kind of knows that what this mafioso is in, but tries to keep his hands clean. And then his arc kind of resolves with him. I think he has an Uzi or something, and he's just like shooting at John Wick until John Wick like slams a car into him and shoots him or some crazy shit. And it's just like, and there's um, uh, oh, what's her name? Who who plays Bobby Morse? Yeah, Adriana Palicki. Adrian Palicki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Adrian Palicki, who is like this hitman that you kind of get the sense has this weird on again, off again relationship with John Wick and they've known each other for a while. And then she tries to kill him and, and she kind of becomes this hinted at villain for John Wick too. I don't know if that's even, if that's even how that plays out, but that's kind of where, where her arc resolves, right? Is she, she's almost killed, but then she like kills some people and she's like a bad assassin, you know, she's like yeah, an assassin yeah. that you don't think is a hero, which is like weird in this universe. Um, and then there's like all these other characters, and there's this thing where they pay, they pay each other like doubloons for things. It's so <laughs> engaging, but it's all the stuff that isn't John Wick that so I find it, the most engaging. It's interesting. Did you did you watch John Wick two? I didn't, and I wanted to talk on this because I wanted to I, I wanted to watch John Wick two, but then I moved house and I don't have internet, which is why I'm <laughs> recording at my office. But like you said in part one you don't like John Wick 2 because it's less grounded. And that's that sounds crazy to me because that's... I mean, I get what you're saying about it, it not being in focus being one of the reasons that it's good, but that's the part that I enjoyed the most, right? Yeah. Like, that's oh, and so the that's part what, I want more of. That's what I'm thinking you would enjoy because John Wick 2, for me, started to get too much about this assassin underworld and, yeah. like, he goes global, so part of it's set in Italy and he meets the Italian arm of... Of the right. um the hotel, of the hotel or whatever yeah, yeah and and there's there's so much of that and John Wick three is set up to be even more about all that because like I mean I don't want to get into spoilers but like the whole foundation of the 
hotel management is is sort of going to be the focus of, of John Wick 3. Mm. And I was just like, oh, I'm not interested in that. I just want to no. see John shoot a bunch of people in a pool. But that's the thing. Like, it's... I'm going to compare it to Jackie Chan again because in, in a martial arts film with Jackie Chan, it's like he'll fight some dudes and it's this back and forth of a fight where it's like he's getting beaten up for a while and then he like does something inventive that allows him to turn the tables for a bit and then, oh, this other guy's stronger, so he punches him or grabs a vase and smashes it on his head or whatever it is. Um, I, I, like there's this scene in, in a Jackie Chan movie called Police Story, which I'll bring to you to the podcast eventually, where they're fighting in this mall and Jackie Chan has to fight like four or five hench goons and each fight he has with one of these hench goons, they kind of are moving through all these shops in the mall and there's a lot of glass breaking, there's a lot of like prop work as there is in any Jack, Jackie Chan movie, but it's like... Each of the people that he takes out has this story to it, which makes the story of the action scenes so much more engaging, right? Yeah. But in John Wick, the story of the action scene is, here's a guy, shoots him, shoots him in the head. Here's a guy, shoots him, shoots him in the head. And that's maybe a bit of, of hyperbole because there are points where his gun gets knocked away or he has to fight some some giant dude who, in a kind of hand-to-hand thing, and that's a bit more inventive, but... It only ever lasts a little bit, and then he like throws him over a balcony or, or whatever happens, right? And yeah. I, I don't feel like I can engage with the, with the kind of the story of the action scenes because they're just too. He's just too effective. <laughs> Does that make sense? I, I mean, yeah. Like I sort of see what you're saying, and this is circling back a bit to what you were saying before about how you never felt like he was actually in danger. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, exactly. I think, I mean, I think your problem. With, is really coming down to the fact that your your brain was maybe just turned on a bit too much mm. as all this was happening. Yeah, Cause, yeah, that's fair. Because because I, I think have some I, notes that are very much me just reading too much into what this movie isn't trying to be. <laughs> be because like, I mean, uh, like yeah. with all the action, I mean, like it's obvious it it was never the kind of movie where John Wick was going to not win. Yeah, of course. So of course. I, yeah. so I mean, yeah, it, I can't, I can't. I can accept that and I can try and turn my brain off and it, it works for me for some things, but I I know he's going to win. Like, Elliot, let me tell you a secret. The good guys win at the end of every single movie that has ever been made. I can't think of a single movie where the good guys don't win, except something like fucking a Star Wars or something where the good guys eventually do win or mostly win or whatever, you know? Um, obviously, that's I'm just being stupid, but... The good guys are going to, like, you know, yeah. a lot of movies, yeah. you're just going to know what's going to happen, right? Like, and John Wick is a movie where you, you know what's going to happen. And there, there are movies that I found more engaging where you know what's going to happen, but I couldn't, I couldn't connect with it because in a movie that is like this, in a movie that's where you know what's going to happen and, and what they're selling you on is the premise of these action scenes, or to an extent it's these action scenes, they, they need to be more... Flareful. They need to be more like visually engaging, right? Than than, See, that's, than something that is plot based. That's interesting because that was that was exactly what I liked about this. Is that it didn't? I, I liked that the the action was just under sort of visual, like or I, I don't know, because there's it, like it's just him sort of shooting a handgun most of the time, and then yeah, there's blood but, splatters yeah. everywhere. And I think like that's like because. I don't know. Maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but when when I hear that it needs to be more flareful or something, I'm I'm picturing like you know Fast and the Furious or the Expendables or right or but, something. Uh, but I'm I'm I 
this is why I like the Jackie Chan comparison because I'm not trying to say it has to be the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where they're all dancing around and fighting this giant space tentacle worm, whatever, right? Yeah. That's obviously that's great, but in a, in a completely different way. But comparing it to to a like a, a Jackie Chan action movie as opposed to a Jackie Chan comedy, right? Like yeah. like a Hong Kong Jackie Chan movie where it's it's not a comedy like fucking <laughs> the tuxedo or whatever. I I want to make sure that there's a distinction between no, the no, two I, types I, I, of. I movies, assume right? that you're talking about one of his action movies. Yeah, when right, you're talking right. about this, yeah, right. But uh, yeah, so and these are these are movies that are grounded right and and mm. yeah this this is a movie that's grounded police story is a good example of this it's a movie that's very grounded it's a movie that he you know you kind of already know what's going to happen to a large extent at the end but within this real world framework they find so many engaging ways to have two people hit each other with the knuckles on their fists yeah and it, and John Wick was I, I don't know. I, maybe it's a, like comes down to a stylistic thing, essentially, because it's it's he just shoots people, Elliot. He just shoots people. <laughs> I, I he just mean, shoots them in the face. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and that's Jackie accurate. Chan that's what... just hits people. I mean, I I I, I don't. Yeah, I, I guess I don't really see the difference. Like, I kind of get what you're saying, but I don't mm. get why it's different. Like, because mm. I, I like both styles, and I I yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see the difference or it, that that was not a difference that impacted my enjoyment at all obviously and um, we might just have to chalk this up to a stylistic difference then because i can't it's hard for me to quantify why that doesn't yeah. work for me i think it's just too clean in the end i think it, the the cleanliness of it passed the bar of this is believable that there's consequences in this for for john wick kind of in this world you know like or or Con- tangible consequences that aren't um that haven't already happened at the start where his wife died and his dog died <laughs> um yeah it, it, the cleanliness of it passed the bar to me where it was like oh this is him sh- this is him going to be shooting people and and getting away mostly unscathed right yeah so putting that aside let's talk more about these doubloons and the hotel because i really want to dive into <laughs> some of this stuff because <laughs> this was crazy to me it's like so uh, let me I didn't really explain it in in the plot kind of summary section but the way it seems to work is there's a chain what I assume are a chain of hotels that are basically catering to assassins and criminals maybe it's like sort of, mobsters as well this right? whole sort but of underworld assassins. basically yeah and the way it works is you get doubloons and with those doubloons you can pay for a stay in a hotel you can buy like the services of like body removalists who will clean up your house and replace glass and take away bodies, you know, no questions asked. They're, they're basically, kind of, they're like Bitcoins, but in real life. Yeah, they're like real life. Well, I, <laughs> I want to keep calling them doubloons because that just feels so cool to me. Um, and it's, and, and you get, there are scenes where like John will come to a hotel because he needs to stay somewhere to find a person. He, he needs information. So he goes to the hotel to try and meet someone goes to the hotel yep. bar and everyone's like, oh, John, you're back. I thought you retired. And he's just kind of having very light interactions with these characters who, for the most part, we never see again or never really see again. Um, and it just hints at this crazy world of assassins and doubloons and, and, and Bobby Morse from S.H.I.E.L.D. and all these cool things. <laughs> and it just is like, I just want to know the story of how John Wick met Adrian Pulicki's character like that. That just sounds so engaging. 
I want to know the story of how John Wick met this other guy who he kills someone in the hallway or he like beats up Adrian Palicki in the hallway of the hotel and some guy comes out and is like, hey, what's up? And and John turns and the guy's like, oh shit, John, you're back. And he's like, yeah, good to see you, Hector or whatever. And they're just like friends. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I want to know that's, more about this world. That's, that's a bit of a recurring theme in the film. It's just like everyone, either, or everyone, everyone knows, knows John. John. And yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's, it leads he's to the that. boogeyman. The yeah that there's that great scene at the start of the film where where the the car shop dealer hits the son of the mafia boss and then the mafia yeah. boss pulls him up and he's like you hit my son and you're expecting this old sort of trope where the guy gets in trouble and then he's like oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the the car shop guy's like oh he stole John Wick's car and then the mafia boss is like oh okay then and just like yeah. just like calls it and it's just yeah uh, wait it's a great moment for setting up how fucking terrifying John is to everyone in this yeah, world because it really wasn't. <laughs> Like, this is the first time that we really get... I mean, we have the scene earlier where the car shop guy actually hits his son when he finds out it's John Wick's car. And this is where you're like, yeah. oh, something weird's happening here. But then after that phone call, you're like, okay, he is, like, the guy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. the guy. And I I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> this isn't what I expected to be saying about this movie, but I really like the plot of John Wick more than I like the action scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a ridiculous that, thing to say out loud. That, that, that's weird because I, I don't. I mean, I love this film, but I don't really know what plot you're talking about. I mean, just like the way that, just like John Wick's, um, his like bogeyman status and the weird underworld and and the relationship between the fucking father and the son and all this and and the relationship between him and um and Willem Dafoe's character, who's like his friend from way back or whatever. That, yeah. I just found all of their characters so engaging. And when they just started shooting each other in the head, I was like, all right, this is the part I don't <laughs> care about that much, which doesn't make any sense. So I wanted to touch on one more thing, which isn't really a John Wick gripe, just a general specific gripe about movies. Maybe I'm okay. diving too deep into it. You know what? If this part gets cut, Elliot, I totally understand. So I don't like it when they start the movie at the end of the movie. And John Wick does it. Yeah, yeah. No, don't. Yeah, that, I agree. That was. Uh, I'd actually forgotten that. I think my. I think I selectively yeah, deleted that from out. my memory. Yeah, because it's weird. Because they tell you what's going to happen at the you know twenty minutes before the end of the movie, right? Yeah. The movie starts with a scene of John bleeding out, and he like takes out a video of his wife on his phone and looks at it, and then falls unconscious, and. You you get back to that scene later, and then he kind of wakes up again, and then he the final showdown happens or whatever happens, right? Yeah, I actually can't remember if it happens before or after the final it's, showdown. It's it's after. I think he after. he then he goes in and fixes himself because it turns out he was outside like a vet surgery, yeah. and then he takes a yeah. dog from the vet surgery. Right, which is a good kind of close to the to the to his arc in the movie. But why did they put that at the start? It, watching, it adds was, nothing. It, it adds nothing. It, all, the only thing it adds... The, uh, no, sorry, it doesn't add anything. The only adds about a minute. thing about it... The only thing... Of, it adds a minute to the time <laughs> of the movie, that's it. So maybe it was like 89 minutes and like, shit, we need to get this over long. Um, all, all, the only thing about it is, I, I guess that you hope that that you forget that by the time you get up to it. Like, I don't understand what it adds. I was watching, I was rewatching um, Captain America, the, the first Avenger, the first Captain America movie. And it starts with, and I'd forgotten this as well. It starts with them finding Captain America in the ice, right? It starts yeah. with present day. They find Captain America in the ice. And the, that, that first scene ends with them finding the shield. 
in the ice and they're like, oh, yeah. I think we found something. Call Fury. It's 5, it's 5 a.m. Oh, I don't care. Call him. And then it kind of, the shot changes to the shield. And it's like, okay, someone who knows enough about Captain America to understand this scene know, now knows, okay, they found him in the ice. He's frozen in the ice, right? Yeah. And at the end of the movie, you don't know Captain America's going to crash his, his giant helicopter plane thing into the ice. That's just like a thing that happens and it's very tense and it's very dramatic. And it's like, you just told us how this conflict <laughs> is going to get resolved. <laughs> like once he, once he gets into the plane and starts driving and you're like, oh, he's got to stop this nuke from hitting fucking New York or whatever it is. You know how the con- conflict is going to be resolved. You know, you're going to get to this point. Like what, why, what, why? <laughs> John Wick isn't as bad as Captain America is, but it's still the same problem, right? No, yeah, I get, I sort of get what you're saying. Like, if you if you're gonna pull off something like that, there there's gonna have to be some sort of twist in in how you get to that endpoint that people don't see yeah. coming. Which I don't really understand right. how you pull off or why that would be better than just having a twist or just having a normal plot anyway like it, maybe it, if you set it up as oh you think one thing is happening but actually another thing has been happening and you learn that throughout the course of the movie then i can see that yeah but like if they'd opened up the airplane and and it had been peggy carter inside instead of captain america it would have been yeah like, it's oh, like what? oh shit this is not what i expected right yeah um like how did that happen what's the story here john wick just copy and pastes footage from <laughs> the end of the movie <laughs> to the start and i don't i don't know why um, and I wanted to gripe about this, but it couldn't fit into 140 characters, so I had to bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, so okay, I've got I've got one more question for you. Yeah, and, all right, hear me, hear me. I mean, in retrospect, this might be two weeks late, but okay. have you seen The Raid? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's a movie that I've wanted to see for a while, and I, I, I had heard. I mean, from from a couple of creators that I follow on like YouTube and, and follow on Twitter and, and all that stuff say the Raid Two is the the movie in this kind of class, right? Like it's the best. Yeah. Well, I uh, I, I mean, I've heard I've heard people film. say the Raid is the best sort of karate film ever, uh, except yeah. for the Raid Two. Um. Yeah. So it's interesting to me because I would totally want to. I. I, I, I'm kind of disappointed in myself after <laughs> my reaction to John Wick because like I. Going into it, and and the kind of episode two weeks ago will corroborate this. I thought I'm going to enjoy this movie for the same reason everyone else enjoys it, but actually, I think the reason I enjoyed John Wick to the level that I did was the complete inversion of what I expected to like about it. Oh, I I mean, it's the complete opposite of what I expected as well. Yeah, which is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) But if if that's what the two and three movies are about more, then maybe I'm validated, and you're the outlier here Elliot. yeah i mean i i, I guess I, I i'd be interested i mean you know obviously um we'll bring this up at a later point but you should try and watch mm. john wick 2 at some point because i would be interested to hear your thoughts and and particularly the last 10 minutes of the film is actually really about john wick 3 it's um, about setting up john wick 3. yeah it, it's yeah, it, I, it, it's basically a, a two-parter really and um so i'd be interested because that last 10 minutes of john wick 2 was just me sitting there going oh, i don't give a shit oh, about any on. of this yeah. i I think no amount of John Wick backstory world building could excuse just setting up another movie as a backdoor <laughs> pilot in the second movie. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, I was wrong about John Wick before. Um, I don't know what number I would give this. I reckon like a six and a half I would give it. Just because okay. I, I did feel myself getting 
disengage from the movie during parts of it. But okay. ultimately, the longer I sit with it, the more I enjoy it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll see. Uh, we, I should have delayed for a week then. Yeah. Could have got a You should have, <laughs> but you didn't. Um, speaking of delaying for a week, that's not really a segue. Speaking of next week, what are we going to be doing next? What are we going to be doing next week? Um, I don't know. I need to ask you that because it's your well, turn to I recommend told you, something but, to me. I, yeah, but I've told you what I was going to um, um, Dirk Gently? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to be talking about a, a, a TV show called Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, which is uh, on Netflix. It's a, in air quotes, Netflix original. Um, okay. I think it's in... in uh, on netflix everywhere except america maybe or everywhere yeah. except england a, a lot of a lot of netflix originals seem to be like that like uh the expanse is sci-fi in in america and something in canada yeah. and then like everywhere else it's netflix yeah you can't see the air quotes i'm making when i say netflix original but they're very exaggerated <laughs> um yeah so check that out and let us know your thoughts on it. it i think it's a bit of a divisive show so that'll be fun okay um and we'll chat about it next week. I'll see you then. See you then. And I'll see you then. I'm John with Gracie the whole time.